0: I, I hope you I hope you remembered the existential Dread Mayo. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Really holds the sandwich <laughs> together. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Playlist Game with James, Henry, and Lewis. Today's episode title is The Future, and we're going to bring together our 10 song playlists with that title, and we're going to talk about them. And then at the end, we're going to decide our favourites, our least favourites, that sort of thing. So this title was proposed by Lewis, and he's going to go first. So tell us a bit about it, Lewis, and we'll go straight into it.
1: OK, so uh, I uh, yeah chose this title. It's the future. Um, I'm wondering if we're all going to have the same interpretation of that, uh, because basically what I am trying to sort of get across here is I want to sort of investigate, you know, what do we think music is going to sound like in the future?
0: Because
1: I know we've spoken several times the past couple weeks. Uh, you know, we sort of listened to some songs, and Henry loves to say, Oh, but they're so ahead of their time. It's so, you know, oh.
0: He <laughs> does love to say that.
1: And I'm thinking, like, My okay, well, if you thought about it now, who is who is who are we going to look back on in 20 years and be like, Yeah, they were so ahead of their time? And I want to know mm. where's music going right. from here? Like, what's go- what's happening?
0: It's an interesting concept. Yeah. Let's, let's have your first one, let's then. Let's
1: jump straight into it. My first song is called "Is It Cold in the Water?" The Flume and Eprom remix. This is from Flume's uh, 2019 album called "The High." This is Flume mixtape, which I think I've played on this on uh, on here before. Songs from this album. I think you have. And this is a remix of a song by Sophie, who I've also played on uh, on the playlist again before. And it's a really really cool remix of this Sophie song. And how do I think it fits into the future? That's a great question. Um, so I think, I've, I've said before, I think Sophie's got a very futuristic sound. She has a sort of very industrial, uh, very electronic, harsh kind of sound. And I think this remix particularly takes sort of that a sort of more softer Sophie song. You know, Is It Cold In The Water by Sophie is very not like her other stuff. It's quite a soft, you know, underspoken song. And it takes it... And it and just
0: turns it back into what it was before. Yeah, changes it changes
1: you know, you know, <laughs> it. it takes a very different take on it, which I really enjoy. Uh, and yeah, I think it sounds like the future. I think music's going to become more industrial. I think we're sort of seeing a lot of those more those themes coming out in more mainstream music.
0: My main issue with um, Sophie and related music is almost that it's just not that easy to listen to. It doesn't... It doesn't embrace me as such.
1: Sure, but I think again, I think that's becoming more common, and I think you, you could. Don't you don't want could to say, be embraced anymore. But I think you could say, you know, I'm sure in the '70s when punk was getting really big, you know, my grandparents were probably like, oh, I don't know, what this punk music is, it doesn't embrace All me. Right. It's very difficult yeah. to listen to. <laughs> you can't feel it hugging me. And that
0: went punk p- does not do much embracing. I'll give you exactly.
1: That. I I think this song is a a very sort of extreme. Uh, Expression of the sort of the trend that I'm sort of talking about here I wanted to give next like the same trend. I think the same sort of industrialized harsher trend But maybe in a more consumable Closer to current pop standards kind of mix. was a band that we all know Uh, This is Let's Eat Grandma With uh, Hmm. their song Hot Pink from their 2018 album I'm All Ears
0: I know we said a lot on this, on this sort of podcast, but um, I mean Latitude, their performance at Latitude was, was cracking. Mm.
1: Let's see, Grandma, they were incredible at Latitude, yeah. And I think this one particularly, um, this album's full of sort of these very harsh electronic kind of um, references, and this line is sort of the pinnacle of that on this album, but it, like I said, it sort of takes it in a more poppy direction.
2: I mean, the fact that they're just so. How old are they, actually? Are they the teens? About our age, I think. 20. No, they're. I think they were a
0: couple of years younger than us. Yeah,
1: 2021, maybe.
2: But, like, that speaks volumes in itself that they are spearheading. Yeah. yeah, A sort of different wave of music.
1: Exactly. Mm. And there's, like, you know, musicians sort of at the very beginning of their career. You know, maybe just starting a game, mainstream traction. Yeah. Who else? Who better can we look to? For you know what music will look like in five years' time, than those who are up and coming now. Okay, so my third song is called "On" by an artist called Kelly Lee Owens. This is from her 2020 album, uh, or 2020 EP, sorry, uh, which is called "On." And I think this sort of this song isn't trying to be very poppy, but it kind of is in a in a way that's you know accidentally. It's definitely a more it's a longer song. It's definitely a more electronic song. sort of a theme that I see again in music different theme is electronic music moving away from just being traditionally what you'd call like dance music and EDM you know heard in the club all the time and instead <laughs> now maybe being instead being something people listen to for enjoyment yeah but, yeah rather
2: than just for so da- something, just, something just for
0: embraces dancing. you is what you're saying yeah basically <laughs> yeah, no, I can yeah say that's that. a good yeah. point,
2: actually, to be fair. I like that. That's a, that's a good point about how music is going to change, that various different things in the context in which you listen to it will change. I like that point. Here you go. This is my fourth song. It is
1: Lucid Dreams by Juice World from his 2018 album, mm-hmm. Goodbye and Good Riddance.
0: I have these lucid dreams where I can't move a thing.
1: Of course, Cheese World, uh, a man who died last year, this year, and the reason I put this here is because uh, this is something more, I least short term, in the future of music, like I think uh, the trend of this sort of, quote, emo rap is, uh, is getting really big at the moment, I think Juice WRLD is one of the...
0: yeah, that's TikTok. You've got TikTok to thank for that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, something really popular with TikTok users and with Mm. the youth of today. Uh, I think when... uh... Yeah, I think you're right, actually. So, I don't know if you know who Anthony Fantano is, but he's sort of been dubbed the internet's, like, most influential music music critic at the moment. He runs a YouTube channel called The Needle Drop, where he reviews music, and he's very, very influential. And recently, I think last week, uh, he was asked in 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 an interview... You know, who, what do you think music is going to sound like in five years? Like, what trends are going to stick around? And he said, emo rap. Like, that's where everything's going at the moment with the youth. Mm. People like uh, Frank Ocean, Juice World, Exit mm. X- X- X-
2: Seems a bit rogue for that one music critic to choose two out of the three artists that are dead as being the future of music. The sort of future <laughs> of music.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay, so my fifth song is a choice that uh, I could not put in, really. It's been a little bit of a while since I uh, put in any of the 1975 in any of my playlists. Oh, Oh, nice. It had to happen. This song is uh, called Shiny Collarbone, and it's from their 2020 album Notes on Unconditional Form. This song sort of stands out a lot for me in that album. It's a very long album, it has 22 songs on it, uh, full-length songs, which is pretty long. And I think it's a sort of very standout moment to me. It's not—it's nothing that I would say traditionally sounds like 1975. And it takes a very you know, sort of darker electronic turn, and it has some real dub elements in it as well, which I think Henry would appreciate. Mm. So Playing for the crowd.
2: For sure.
0: The nineteen seventy five have been playing around with their with their tracks a lot recently. It's nice to see and this
1: album. They've taken on so so many different genres in one album, mm. which a lot of people have sort of said is very uh, a little bit jarring and it doesn't sound very cohesive as a as a whole. But I really appreciate it.
0: There's also the there's also the argument that albums are rarely cohesive, or or uh, there's a there's a growing sort of idea that albums don't have to be cohesive.
1: Sure, because you know albums are very uh, more and more rarely listened to as a whole unit these days.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're streaming, if you're streaming songs, then you just you just get the song that you like, and aspe- and then, and that also appeals to, it's, it sort of makes commercial sense to have an album that's more diverse yeah. because then you get more people listening to individual songs. Sure. So quite interesting if you think about the sort of commercial side. The of
1: economics. It. Okay, so my sixth song <laughs> is <laughs> called song. "Time Alone with You." Uh, by Jacob Collier, featuring Daniel Caesar, which was released as a single earlier this year, and it's going to be on his upcoming album, Jesse, Volume 3.
2: Down on me. Oh, so good, so bright. You're
1: and Jacob Collier is somebody that I absolutely love and I've been following for a long while now. He's this 25-year-old... Uh, english musical prodigy basically uh you know trained in classical jazz and make a lot of jazz music and people just sort of have been heralding him as a new era of jazz that he's bringing in by himself
2: there's something about because uh, i understand because uh, all, all his youtube videos as well i understand fully why people like jacob Collier. and he is obviously very impressive uh, but i'm not quite sure if uh, the music stacks up as its own thing without under- without sort of knowing okay this guy is just in his bedroom he's only 25 he's a musical prodigy is it actually just is it good just on its own is it edgy enough is it gritty enough um, I'm not don't know if I get that from him sure um, I'm not I can appreciate just, that Like it just feels a little bit too refined if that makes sense.
1: Um, it's very pristine, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. everything he does is completely, perfectly done.
2: So that uh, slightly, slightly bores me. It removes a little bit of the jeopardy. Sure. It doesn't grab me in the way that I, 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 I like him more because I know obviously how good he is. But if I didn't know that, I don't think I'd love to listen to the music. I don't sure. think.
0: Sure. Hmm.
2: But it's very. It's a. It's a harsh criticism, but. Something that I note. I yeah I'm not. I struggle to listen to him for very long. It just sounds a little bit pretentious. Um, that's at an uber sure. critical level. Bit of a different direction now. Ooh, uh,
1: mm. My seventh song is "Psycho" by Slow Tie and Denzel Curry, which was released as a single last year, 2019. And I think this is another direction that popular music is going in. Almost I think it's the, opp- the opposite direction of my Juice World track I put on earlier.
2: Pepper, we
0: Man, I, got the sauce. I, way I think like, you can
1: almost see hip-hop and rap sort of diverging from where it is now in two very different directions. One where it goes towards this more soft emo kind of area and, then, and also it also gets much more aggressive. I think obviously we're living in very uh, difficult times for everybody at the moment, and angrier music tends to crop up in reflection of that. I think
2: this. Um, I think yeah, this song is probably one of my most played songs of the last six months. I reckon it's such a good song.
1: Yeah, like, I love his voice. I love how angry he is, and yes. his whole album. Um, the, yeah, nothing. Nothing great about Britain. The album from last year is. Yeah, fantastic.
2: Yeah, no, it is.
1: Okay, my eighth song is Talking Heads by Black Midi, which was a uh, single or an EP? Yeah, a single released last year in 2019. Hmm. And Black Midi are a band that I think are sort of pushing the limits of rock music at the moment. I think a lot of the stuff they do, you would consider pretty weird uh, and pretty out there. And I really like it. I think it's I think it's what the
2: sound of the future a little bit. I think I've played I've have put a black like, midi song in somewhere. Well, I'm not you sure in the recording, but I think I have before. Yeah, you have He's got, I remember. He's got a great voice, isn't he? It's really sort such of such harsh. A weird perfect voice. work. Very yeah. weird voice, yeah. It's right.
1: I think a lot of their stuff is very uh very aggressive and noisy and a lot more less approachable. So yeah. this one is uh, one that I chose because it was slightly less so, a bit more approachable, a bit more yeah. friendly.
2: I think you're right. Okay,
1: song number nine for me is "Agitation uh, Agitations Tropicales" by L'Anperitis. Mm, nice,
0: nice pronunciation. Mm,
1: merci beaucoup. This is from their 2015 EP Odyssey. Or Odyssey, I should say.
0: <laughs> you should. <laughs>
1: And the reason this here is because I think So due to the fact that how, how music is changing to become much more global, much more instant People discovering things that they normally wouldn't have a chance to see very often You know, with, through streaming platforms I think there's going to be a lot more of a change to more foreign music I think yeah. the fact that traditionally we have only listened to English music is because that's what we hear on the radio because we have access to. Mm. And I'm thinking that over time, yeah, we're, we're going to be interested in more stuff and languages are going to be less of a barrier towards what you listen to.
0: I have to say, I think, I'm, I think that's something I'm very excited for. Yeah,
1: me too. Okay, so we're going to transition into my final song, song mm. number 10. Uh, and this is a song that was released. It was released, I think, two days ago. Wow! Uh, real Ooh. fresh, fresh meat. Might as well be this uh, <laughs> called. Yeah, this is "Wash Us in the Blood" from Kanye West and Travis
2: Scott.
1: I was basically I was looking through uh, the top 100 global Spotify charts and I noticed something Travis Scott is on a very large number of songs that are currently on uh, on the top 100 he's everywhere right now and I think that's a trend going to go forward I think he's a rising star, like he's already a very big name obviously but I think he's going to continue to become mm. the biggest name in rap
0: Okay Lewis, great stuff, thanks for that and um, we'll move on to the next playlist which is mine actually so here we go. So, following John Mayer's success uh, from a few episodes ago, uh-huh. I thought I'd I thought I'd carry on. Cash, cash and, uh, in, and yeah, <laughs> cash <laughs> in with the success. Uh, this is "Stop This Train" from his 2006 album Continuum, and it's a consideration of the future, just in the abstract. Uh, it's a sort of realization that time will keep plodding on without him whether he wants it to or not so it's sort of a it's a miserable reflection on on the future and it's almost a pessimistic view of what's to come so this playlist is certainly more about people considering the future than lewis's high concept future of music playlist
1: nice Hmm. i like that we had different takes on it
0: yeah i've got i've got some elements of of um the future of music and i'm really happy that you didn't have the song that i have Brilliant! uh so i'm quite excited for that so i've got a sort of mix because actually i found it quite hard to find purely songs that um were about the future so i do like
2: this i must say this is after a lot of i mean you know don't get me wrong i think i'm i think i like a lot of different types of music but out of the stuff that we've had before, I think this is more up my alley. Um, It's more your cup of tea, you might say. It's it's just Mm. just a bit easier, isn't
0: it? It embraces you, much unlike punk. Mm. This song is from Pine Grove's 2016 album Cardinal. It's called New Friends, and it's about someone who's realised that all his friends have moved away or left him and he sort of resolved to himself to make new friends.
1: What's the worst that could
0: happen? And it's, it's an optimistic look at the immediate future and the action he's going to take. And it, it pairs well with uh, the twin song on that album, Old Friends, mm. which is reminiscing back into the past of his, his old friends and his memories of his old friends. So I like the duality. That was for the last recording, you
2: know, though, wasn't it? This is about
0: the future. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why I put Perfect. this song on. So, but I, but I, I enjoy the duality of, uh, of those two songs and their similar themes and their similar sounds. Yeah. And I also just enjoy the sound of Pine Grove generally, I think, well, it's, it's a sound that I like generally. And um, yeah, I think Pine Grove does it well. This is a better place a Better Time by Streetlight Manifesto from their 2003 album, Everything Goes Numb. And it's such a varied song. It starts off really slow, really considered, and it just builds and builds with this like crescendo. Um, before, before dying down a bit at the end. Uh, but the heart, the lyrics are heartbreaking. And and it's a consideration of well, it's it's a message to a suicidal woman and saying to her that essentially it will be better if you you'll wake up in a better place in a better time. And I think this is their best album, both lyrically and musically. And uh, I just really enjoy it. Uh, Okay, this is is a song Mm. I couldn't resist putting it on. I really thought that I probably shouldn't because it's not new to anyone. But also, it was the first song I thought of. It's Five Years Time by Noah and the Whale from their 2008 album Peaceful The World Lays Me Down. Uh, This song surprised me because it... Was released in 2007 seven as a single, and it didn't make the charts. So they re-released it in their album in 2008, where it became incredibly popular. And you can see why—it's just so catchy.
2: That, the rest of that one album of theirs, Peaceful the World Lays Be Done, is also really good. It's really worth listening to the other stuff. It's also one of those, you know, it, it sort of predates the sort of folk rejuvenation that happens around this time. Mm. It's one of those, al- along with that, bon, that 2008, I think, Bonnever album. And obviously, um, obviously that, uh, Mumfren, the Mumbling Sands album. Yeah, it's really good.
0: Hmm. So. This is Robot Parade by They Might Be Giants from their 2002 album No with an exclamation mark. It's not necessarily a song you would ever listen to, but it is about the future, and I really uh, like. It sort of encapsulates a lot of the themes that They Might Be Giants talk about, because I mean they're absolutely like icons of the indie nineties, and they have such a weird sound, and this this sort of is a is a demonstration of of a lot of what they do and sound like.
2: And
0: um, yeah so a lot of their songs uh, talk about science and technology but they've got like pages and pages of albums they're absolute machines on the production side of things. But yeah this is just a a short song because a lot of their songs are really short and this is one of them. It's a short song just about a robot parade in the future and, and a s and a society where everyone interacts with robots and it's quite cute. So and just like heavy autotune and I like stuff it, like that. Yeah. So. I Good like fun. that.
2: That was a really lovely little song.
0: You'll I think Yeah. I think you might be they might be giants that are hard to listen to for a long time, but they are they are they are a lot of fun. And they've got some big hits as well. So this is a song that also you won't be. This won't be new to you again. This is an REM classic. It's the end of the world as we know it. Brackets. Michael it. It's from their 1987 album *Document*, and it just it talks about something that it's sort of dangled in front in front of us as a a. Uh, a very near future just sort of the end of the world we're always told that it's going to be the end of the world in the not too distant future and this song was actually back on the charts in march of 2020 for what i think will be obvious reasons, reasons. so i thought that was quite a nice little fun fact about this song keeping it relevant
2: it's unlike you to come up with a fact
0: <laughs> i have properly researched <laughs> this one <laughs> okay this next song is by talking heads it is nothing but flowers from the 1988 album naked uh it talks about a hypothetical sort of uh dystopian apocalyptic future where all the recognizable elements of uh, a capitalist society are still lingering but they are covered with flowers and it's all been overgrown you can sort of pick out parts of the old civilization but it's uh it's all been reclaimed by nature so I thought this went quite nicely after a song about the end of the world as we know it.
2: Good choice.
0: This is, you know, a few a few years on and, and you're back in the world, you're like, oh look, it's all overgrown by flowers. Yeah,
2: it's nice. This is another song that was on my playlist that I took off.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh we've come close then. Yeah, come close we're, right. we're
2: grazed elbows, but nothing more thus far.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's bad enough given the current climate. Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. Two minutes, please.
0: Alright, this is Tomorrow by Shaky Graves. This is a a single from 2016. And I think it's a good example of his music, but he doesn't vary his music a huge amount, in fairness. So I think almost any of his songs could be said to be a good example of his music. Right. But it's sort of country, folk, bluesy, uh, and it does build up a little bit with a quite, quite good heavy drum and uh, some nice little vocal elements. Uh, but yeah, it's just a pleasant little song that I thought
1: fit the
2: theme. Did you did you look at the player's title and just type in tomorrow in the search engine and see what came up? Or did you know it
0: before? Uh, I knew Shaky Graves before. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, basically. All right. Like I mean, it's
2: fine. There's but... no worries. There's no one, you know, like...
0: I did... This was the last song I added because I was like, what the fuck do I add now? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yep. To be and bit. this is... Although, I did have another song that I apparently removed in favour of this one, oh,
2: so... Well. Dude, I've also got a there song... Go. I've also got a song with Tomorrow in the title for a similar kind of reason where I was like, that's, a, that's, <laughs> in, the, that's in the future, but...
0: Yeah, it's technically, yeah. I typed in, I also typed in next week as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and
2: then five years time is obviously one like that as well, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Well, no, I, I think I started the five years time. I was like, all right, what's another unique time <laughs> that I can type <laughs> Exploit in?
2: Exploit for your own game.
1: 17 years time?
0: Exactly.
2: No, not quite. <laughs> in fairness, mm. I do like this. He's got a good voice. I think He's it's got nice. a good, a lovely voice. He does, Perfect. yeah. But gorgeous voice. Mm. I do like this. You're very right. Yeah. Things that
1: Henry likes. Number one, he- things that are ahead of their time. Number well, two, not too, like ahead, yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: well,
0: not too ahead, ahead of their time.
1: voices.
2: Yeah. Not too ahead of their time. Ahead of their like, time, but, in, but it's in the past. Like <laughs> Things that were ahead of, were, were yeah. ahead ahead of, of the time their time. There are. Yeah. yeah, contextually yeah, exactly. ahead of their time.
0: <laughs> okay, this is where I move away from actual lyrical themes about the future. This is state of the art from Gotcha's two thousand and eleven album, Making Mirrors, and it's a really nice, complex, textured song to listen to with headphones. Mm. And the uh, what do you call it, Lewis? What the what the placement of of different sounds the is really sound impressive, stage. and it's really the sound <laughs> stage is very impressive, very enjoyable, and it's a very is a highly technical song, and it's basically about. His personal acquisition of a piece of this like newfangled music-making technology, and he's just he's just saying about it. He's saying this is great, and he's and he's uh, not shying away. And he's sort of he's talking about the marriage of computers and modern technology in music. And, uh, I like this. Music oh, wow. this is a little face on me. Yeah,
2: this is fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm this is one that the more you listen to it the more details revealed to
2: you I really enjoy that yeah
0: I love I love in this song I love in this song where he's like he is basically championing the use of computers in in music yeah. and he's talking about this is the future because it just sounds amazing
1: it does sound amazing.
0: Yeah, he's right. He's right about he, he's, that. He has got Go it He does sure know his music. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's, his talent is overlooked because of that massive hit that was a bit cheesy and a bit, it was played everywhere for a bit. I mean, it does, it does stand kind of up,
1: dude, like it's, it does, you know, has stood the test of time very much so, I think. Absolutely. If you listen that song now, it's just as, you know, as... Haunting and complicated. It's a very complicated song, like yeah, you know, musically as well. Mm. Very similar to this, I guess, but well, less extreme than this. But like the, has a lot of intricacies to it.
0: Yeah. So, this next song is from Yacht's twenty nineteen album, Chain Tripping, and this album takes pleasure, that song, uh, State of the Art just out. to the next level. So, so, so. So, YOT stands for Young Americans Challenging High Technology. Have kind of a weird name. Uh, they've always been. They've had quite a long history of being sort of avant-garde and using technology in their music. So they're always sort of looking for new ways to integrate technology into their music. And last year, they did a talk at Google I/O, cool. the big, the big developer conference, uh, about this album because they used AI to generate the melodies for this album.
1: I know this, yeah, I I now know this song now that you've said it. I've, I've heard it, and like I'm sure I've heard it when I was doing my research in that sort of area. But also, you know, I've published a couple mm. of papers now in, a, in sort of yeah. the area of musical AI. And mm. I remember here, I'm sure I heard this in the context of that at some point. This is really good. I've, I sort of, yeah, I forgot about this song until now. And I'm glad that I've heard it again.
0: Yeah, I was really expecting you to be able to chip in. And I also really like this song just for what it is, I didn't know any of that AI stuff until today, oh, actually, really? like recently, just happened yeah. across awesome. it. Yeah, well, and I really liked what they said about their, about using the AI, was that they, because they used their back catalogue of songs, it's almost like they're discovering hidden melodies from those yeah, songs, sure. like in between the little gaps, you know? Yeah. I thought that was like a cool way of thinking of it, and yeah, I think that's just such a cool idea, and um, you know, maybe in the future, that, that sort of thing will be more yeah, common. It's really cool. And I'm enjoying this a lot, and I'm no enjoying the the, the,
1: the context as well. It's definitely tickling my itch mm. for musical AI, and musical com- AI composition.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think knowing the context makes it even more sure, cool. definitely. Okay, so at the end of my playlist, which I hope you enjoyed, very uh, we much have so. Henry's playlist, very much so. Yeah, excellent um, job. So yeah, thanks guys. Uh, yeah, so Henry will be Henry will be going next.
2: Here we go. Uh, I thought I'd go down the route that James oh, yeah. went down, where they're all about basically the future. This was one initially. Lewis's title was growing older, and I put this one into that one, and then he changed it to the future, mm. but I kept it in just because. This is "Grow Old with Me" by Tom Odell. I really, really like this song. I think it's really, it's a gorgeous mm. song that I think mm. stands the test of time. It's from his 2013 debut album, "Long Way Down," which is realistically still the best thing he's done. Very young man, I think, when really he did that as well. Um, I read a little thing on wikipedia as i always do uh saying in an interview uh tom o'dell said that his lyrics like you know for basically all his kind of songwriting are often inspired by an an inability to sustain a relationship with someone for longer than six months so i thought well it's slightly odd that he's preemptively singing about growing older someone well (laughs) uh, i think he's, he's got to try a bit harder if he's gonna if that's gonna come to fruition really tom um, but in all the way it's more poetic and
1: uh, and tragic that you know that he obviously has this desire to grow old to grow mm, with him yeah, but he yeah. is unable to do so
2: yeah the- I just think it's, it's a really nice it's the first song of the album and it builds and builds and it's emotional and it's it's got a longing to it um, shows off his shows off his talent I think better than most other stuff he's ever done I think it's really nice mm. right so number mm. two thought i'd keep the sort of slight okay. energy going um that's like and someone again wondering about the future and what that holds um this is everybody's changing by keem oh from their 2004 oh. album hopes and fears Here's a song that i haven't heard in a long time it's a great song is it People forget about how good this is because on the, on the album itself, it's obviously got Somewhere Only We Know, which is more well-known. People forget that actually this song is probably better um, and has aged really well, I think. Uh, like, It's all about basically the fear of being left behind while um, trying to work out uh, what you want to do basically in life and that apprehension about the future when you feel like maybe people are getting ahead um, in what they want to do and you're sort of slightly still working out what you want to do, which I think is... Speaks to sort of, speaks to uh, particularly our kind of general, you know, our kind of age group. Yeah, I I really like that song. Doesn't doesn't get old. I'll still I'll still be I'll be it's listening cracking. to it into my fifties and still what st- 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 I don't yeah know, you know, still wondering day. what I'm gonna do with my life. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, next song number three oh, is song is uh, again yeah another fantastic song. This is Disco Two Thousand by Pulp. Um, from their 1995 classic album, Different Class. And this basically, the reason why this is on the future is obviously it's set in the, it's largely set in the past about its childhood love, Deborah, who moved moved away from uh, Jarvis Cocker's uh, Sheffield as a child. And it's all about sort of expectations of where you think you're going to be later in life. He speaks about the fact that she's—he'd never have thought that you'd have had a baby by this point. point—and um, yet, uh, so you know, basically, in most reunions, people have moved on. Whereas in this song, um, he's basically insinuating that he loves her still. At the end of the song, he's saying, "Would you like to come and meet me? Maybe you could even bring your baby," which I think is such a great line. Um, <laughs> and also, as a moderately controversial. Opinion. you could. I think this is Pop's best song. I think this is better than Common People. Um, that is a controversial opinion that I don't agree with, but, mm. but I, I respect it. You do
0: love Common People, I, though.
2: I just think it's this song just got such an energy to it that I think is you can play it in any context. Party, for example, that chorus is just rousing, and it's and it's slightly it's uh, and it's it's slightly tragic as well in the respect that this is someone who he obviously really really likes and the yeah. things haven't happened in his life that he would have you know he would have wanted it to be slightly different which is which every you know everyone can realistically relate to um right number 4 is obviously very great predictable choice, for me um but mm. this couldn't this can't not be in a playlist about the future it's i think like such a great vision about what the future's going to be it is things it would have been helpful to know before the revolution by my idol, Father John Misty, um, from his 2017 album Pure Comedy.
0: It got too hot, and so we the system, no place. it's basically all about
2: a scavenger in a post revolution world, um, basically just completely torn apart. Um, and he, but he, rather than sort of Having a viewpoint of whether it was bad, whether it was good, he's got a very nonchalant attitude, but just basically just telling it how it is. Um, this is basically how I live now, and that's you know this is what's happening. It's which is really refreshing actually. Um, but actually at the end, which is in typical Father John Missy style, you know, basically he's a lyrical genius, he ultimately hints at um, that humanity will basically return to the commercial world that it obviously has uh, escaped from because um, mm-hmm. he at the end he says that there are some visionaries among us developing some products um, to help us in our to aid us in our struggle mm-hmm. to survive um, you know the song talks about how um, the world got has gotten colder because of obviously the lack of industry that people c- certain people just club together and you know away from you know for dancing and um, you know there's still a sense of community and i i think it's actually one of his best songs i think it's very perceptive um very clever and uh, and very yeah very layered uh, from an album that is similar it's probably his most complex album um
0: in it's terms of themes it's a beautiful album i
2: do love it it's just such a great critique upon how we how we are living and how we have mm-hmm. lived and how we are going to live i think it's yeah it certainly rewards a lot of listens right so at the Midway Point on, this is number 5 so mm, this is a song I hadn't okay. heard of before um, and uh, this is In the Year 2525 uh, by Zaga or Zaga and Evans uh, which is a 1968 single that reached number 1 uh, on the Billboard Hot 100 for 6 weeks in 1969
0: In the year
2: also the—they are the only artists with this song ever to have uh, had a chart-topping, chart-topping number one on both sides of the Atlantic, uh, and never have another chart single, um, uh, you know, (laughs) there again. Um, So they're literally the definition of one-hit wonders. That's impressive. Um, And the song itself is basically just—it jumps forward about uh, sorry, a a thousand years each time. And it's imagining different stages of human development towards its ultimate self-destruction. Um, it's really perceptive, it, you know. Seeing as it's written in '68, it's predicting all these different technological advancements and human degeneration. Um, and yet, and yet, with with all the technological and climate change since then, they could have done with like shortening the span, which stretches ultimately about <laughs> five hundred, five thousand years. And you're thinking actually some of the things they're talking about from. In the, fi- mm. in the in the 5000s aren't actually that far
0: away um right. seemingly now yeah just take take the five out That's in right. The year 2025
2: yeah. right so in a similar kind of vein in terms of talking about expecting uh and imagining what the future will hold this is uh, everyday robots from uh Damon Albarn this is from his 2014 album um called everyday robots um which is actually his debut solo album. so without blur, without the gorillas, this is just him stripped down to himself.. yeah, and basically the song's is just about uh, noting the fact that you know with everyone, even you know in 2014 everyone, this is smartphones are very much you know pop, you know completely popular taken over the world by that mm. point. Um, everybody's consumed by screens um and he, i read that he, he he thought of this song while stuck in gridlock just looking about and everyone's you know they're stuck in their own little worlds either on their bluetooth listening to music um, basically basically losing touch essentially with other human beings um mm. uh, there's a great lyric in this when he talks about that you know, in the, in the future, that everyone will just be touching. They'll just be reduced to thumbs. That's basically just what you know. Essentially, people will, will be just touching, can, just yeah, you mm. know, just touching thumbs. Just you know, touching screams and swiping and stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's really, I think it's really clever. It's a really, it's a really slightly eerie song and an eerie start to an album. Right. So number seven. So uh, this is. I think my most up-to-date modern song, yeah. So this is um, Exits by Foles, um, from their 2019 album, Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, and it's from part one of that album. Mm. And this song uh, is all about uh, Imagining a fantasy future of living basically underground uh, to escape the destruction uh, caused by stuff like climate change um, and uh, like an Orwellian vision of like how privacy is being lost. So as he imagines, just everyone just living underground um, to escape, you know, basically just the disorder and chaos of the world above. Um, And it's a disturbing, but you know, equally easily. Uh, possible dystopian vision, really, uh, that you know you could mm. imagine happening in the not too distant future, um, and it's also with that in mind, it's also a really really good song. Um, I've been listening to it quite a lot recently. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, that album name isn't that? Wasn't that a meme about a Nintendo Wii warning message? I mean,
2: it could be. It Sounds exactly. Like I it think it was
0: like for a, for a while. Yeah, like there was this whole thing right. where. There's this there's this warning message as you exited the game saying warning everything not saved will be lost and everyone was like wow that's so profound for an error <laughs> message so yeah that's kind of weird. Falls are also Falls like also
2: a band that I think they're very solid. I think in terms of like actually mm. modern bands now and like proper bands that you know play authentic music you know they imagine the live the live performance would be. You know, pretty rousing. I think they're one of the better ones that are still properly going and still, I think, at the top of their game. Um, it's quite important mm-hmm. to, yeah, to have that kind of band still kicking about. Um, I think um, for sure. Number eight, we have one of my favourite songs actually, um, which is "Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon," um, and I've gone for the original, the Neil Diamond version, which is a 1967 song. So. And it's basically just about—it's about a girl on the cusp of, you know, as the, as the song title suggests, a girl on the cusp of womanhood, uh, and the apparent necessity, you know, in Neil Diamond's eyes, for her to take a man. There's not
0: necessarily—it's um, not very current, is it? Not very no, me.
2: it's not. Yeah, it's not. Uh, but also, it isn't very
0: current well. right, today.
2: It's yeah, yeah, it's not the most progressive, but it's is yeah, it's certainly one rooted in the sixties. Mm. Um, but you know, it's a it is a great song. It's mm. a tender song. And it's quite nice to listen to some Neil Diamond which isn't just Sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't know this was a Neil Diamond song, honestly. Like I know the song mm. from through various uh whatever avenues, but yeah, I didn't know it was Neil Diamond, so it's nice.
2: Hmm. I'm here to educate. I know
1: <laughs> you can't. Say, you can say anything you want about, uh, about you, Henry, but you can't say don't, you don't know, teach me stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: mm. You're a natural I we, educator.
2: I think we will talk like each other quite a lot tonight, all, to be fair. To be fair, yeah. I think We're yeah. All in, imparted some wisdom. Oh, everything I have, I owe to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. So number nine. Just mm. three years later, we have. Uh, one song from a band that I've really gotten into like recently I, I find myself listening to them quite a lot um, and uh, it's, this song is This Time Tomorrow by The Kinks uh, from their 1970 album Lola vs. Power Man at the Money Ground what, what album name that is they're really a band that I think has so many great songs and I I don't think they're appreciated necessarily enough the kinks and they're they're often not put there as this you know these titans in the same way that a lot of these bands from the 60s and 70s are but I I, I think that yeah certainly like Waterloo Sunset there that song is just stunning Um, and this Mm. song I don't think is that far off Um, and this is obviously the song I said earlier this has the word tomorrow in so it's perfect um there, but yeah. it
0: is. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes all you need yeah. is a timeless mean, link. And it is. It is nonetheless.
2: It is about that future and your personal anxieties. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not about you know. So I think I like to think I've gone for big futures and little futures um, in this in this playlist yeah. which I, I wanted to do because there's. That's what yeah, I was I think trying you did to do as well, well. Yeah.
1: I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Mm.
2: Right. So this is my last song, which I'm quite excited by actually. Okay. So. I'm this is That's again funny, a song I've listened to a lot um, this year, basically, because um, I didn't really know—I uh, didn't really know it before, actually. Um, this is "A Change Is Gonna Come" by Sam Cooke, um, which is from 1964, um, which is basically, I think, one of the best songs about um, about civil rights. I go to the moon. and so uh, it's inspired by uh, when uh, Sam Cooke and his wife were turned away from a hotel in Louisiana um, and, uh, and then also, as I read, he was also inspired by Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind, that, that song that was released just a year before mm. and he was uh, m- quite moved by the fact that someone, you know, someone could write such an amazing song about, you know, basically suggesting that change needs to come in this in the civil rights movement and was slightly embarrassed about himself, that he hadn't completely, he hadn't gone for it and written this song with a similar sentiment.
0: So um, it's almost quite a defiant yeah, song. Yeah, so,
2: and also I read that, that's so, right, yeah, yeah you know, that, that literally is what it is, it's like saying, I love it because it's like, it's got a melancholiness to it, I think that French horn is a big thing, plays a part in that, mm. but it's got, it's got a hopefulness that and a defiance that it, something is going to happen, but nevertheless still recognising that There are massive issues, and there have been massive issues, and that's that's the that's all my playlist.
0: All right, I I was just I was blown away with those playlists, actually, guys. Really enjoyed that. So at the end of those three playlists, we're going to give our awards. They are the favorite song, uh, favorite familiar song that we listened to today, the favorite new song that we've heard for the first time today, our least favorite song that we heard today, and. Also the most appropriate for the song, t- for the playlist title. So, Lewis, you did your playlist first, so you can give your awards Thank first.
1: You. Okay, so it was a difficult choice for all four today, actually. Very high, mm. high standing, as always. But uh, I'm going to give my favourite familiar, I think, to Disco 2000 by Pulp. It's a mm. really, really good song. It's not as good as Common People, I don't care what you say, Henry. <laughs> but I um it's a really good song. It's been that in five years' time for me. Uh and I think Disco Two Thousand just cuts it a little bit. Lovely. Then I think unsurprisingly, uh, for my favourite new song, I'm gonna have to choose Downtown Dancing. It was mm, it, I'm glad Yeah. About that. It was a real <laughs> a real bop. Uh and I'll be listening to that again and the rest of that album pretty soon, I'm sure. Least favorite song for me, um, was tough again, but I'm gonna give it to girl. You'll be a woman soon. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just it wasn't my massively my sort of thing, and a bit of the, the sort of regressive lyrics a little bit hit me a little bit the wrong way. But mm. yeah, sealed the deal yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. That sort of sealed the deal, and then I think most appropriate. Again, this is the big debate in my head I'm going to go for a change is going to come nice I think considering how appropriate it is mm. not just to this playlist title but also to uh, you know other common events that are happening right now
2: yeah I, I, I agree and that's why I, I put it at the left uh, I put it so I put it at the end just to have quite a, a bit more of that mm. added resonance um,
1: yeah and it worked yeah a punctuation at the end of the thing yeah,
0: yeah definitely yeah so uh I'll do mine uh so my favorite favorite familiar well, this was actually quite an easy one because I think, well, embarrassingly i've I've heard one of the songs before, and that was exits by Oh Wow, wow. <laughs> so that was an easy was an easy <laughs> choice it was my favorite I mean it, yeah, yeah, it's a good song and uh i'm I'm honestly just glad to have been exposed to so much new music today. I think it's been right. great uh my favorite new song is a change is going to come i think that really created such a powerful atmosphere and was just the perfect way to finish a playlist Mm -hmm. very sadly very sadly for my least favorite song uh it was is it cold in the water uh the sophie song Uh, just just because i wouldn't really listen to it i mean it's again i i recognize its merits and i thought it was a fantastic like part of your playlist but it was it was my least favorite song uh, most appropriate weirdly weirdly I thought the most appropriate appropriate was Lewis can you pronounce it the French one
1: um, agitation tropicales.
0: exactly I thought I thought that was such like a I don't know that was such a powerful point to me that music is just becoming more global more integrated between cultures and I think that's so exciting and I think that's definitely a brilliant. Future of music, and I thought that fit in with your, with your playlist. Yeah, so I well, thought that was so really, I thought that was clever so. of you
2: actually. I think and also, it also because yeah. it also it doesn't sound ridiculously French. It's basically in French, every, in, mm. you know, in, in lyrics alone. That, that that could be the kind of thing that you're listening to anywhere around the world now. That you obviously, sure. Yeah, everything's becoming more, uh, more similar, and people are bouncing ideas off each other. Clearly,
0: mm. sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. Uh, and Henry, if you give us yours. All right.
2: Um, let's have a look here. So my favourite familiar. weren't um, too many songs that um, I actually knew. Really, you know, actually, um, it was a mm. it was a toss up between Psycho um, by Slow Tight or Five Years Time, and it's basically mm. is a battle then between uh, my my current self and my former self. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> also your emotional right, state at exactly, the time
2: yeah, very different songs uh, unfortunately very different songs yeah may- maybe it speaks volumes about my current emotional state that it's going to go to Psycho <laughs> so oh. so yeah but that song is just fantastic and like it's brilliant like in terms mm. of what a song as a piece of art in terms of what it sets out to do in the atmosphere it wants to create uh, it's technically perfect like it's just so raw and mm. raucous and angry and scary and it's like nothing you've properly heard before. It's just fantastic. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I thought that was, what, I think, I also thought that was one of the best songs of last year, realistically. When that came out, it slightly blew me mm. away. Um, yeah, so that was my favourite Familiar. My favourite new song was State of the Art. That was an absolute, that was a oh. yeah, that was an absolute banger. That
1: was a, a banger.
2: Yeah, I got that got a solid yeah, 10 for me on my, on my list. Yeah, oh, I, that's certainly one that straight from the off um, with its with its beat and yeah all its different components different things are coming in and out. Um, mm, it's yeah. very much a song that I'm going to listen to again. Um,
0: that's one. That's one. Get your most expensive yeah. headphones or speakers and just like experience yeah, I, I'm it. I'm very great. much looking
2: forward to listen to that. Actually, um, my least favorite. I think I spoke about it during the the conversation itself. I can't massively. Get on board too much with Jacob Collier, so time above. Time, sorry, time alone with you. Um, that song, it's just too. Mm. In this, in the way that I love Psycho for being, just an expression of exactly what you're feeling. I just, yeah. it, it's just too refined for me. And I can't quite. Mm. I can't quite warm to it because it just feels too synthetic. Um, that Mm. makes sense. Um, I I get that completely, yeah. But but a similar point to James, I completely understand the the art and the craft is just phenomenal. Um, But I think without properly knowing how talented the guy is and what he's working with and just his own bedroom, basically, and what he's come from, I don't really think it would grab me in just on its own. Mm. So yeah, and then most appropriate is basically I've got two here and I've got one for obviously, because we had two different sort of strands that we're talking about. I've got obviously appropriateness for like what music is going to sound like in the future, which is obviously Lewis's and a bit of James's. And then obviously appropriateness for something talking about mm. the future itself. Um, i obviously have to pick one. I um, will I mean, so it's five years' time was the one about the, because uh, that's just pure future, isn't it? It's pure imagination yeah, of what the future is yeah. going to hold and the ups and downs of, the, of a potential future. But then I thought yeah. Lewis's choice for um, "Is It Cold in the Water"? I think that is that's perfect in terms of what I think music is yeah. going to be. I think that it is going to go in that more industrial, slightly less, mm. um, yeah, slightly less uh, immediately attractive uh, direction. So yeah. I think I'll give it to that actually, um, just to slightly re- slightly redeem it in the respect that you picked James picked it for his least favorite. I thought I'd, I'll, I'll give it its yeah. due. And I'll put it as my most appropriate.
0: Excellent. Okay, great. Well, thanks very much again, guys. And thank you to to the listeners for listening. And, uh, well, if you've got any questions, comments, feedback, thoughts, playlists of your own, uh, just get in contact with us on Twitter. We are at ThePlaylistGame. Our next title will be Music I Don't Listen To. So that'll be fun. Uh, But other than that, Thank you again, and goodbye.
2: Bye. Bye.